your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Everybody, it's Cyhawk Week. Welcome to the week here on the Big Talkers 1700 KBGG. It's the Ken Miller Show each and every Monday through Friday. Local sports on your radio from noon until 2. Trent, uh, Trent Condon in tow. Uh, coming up this hour, we will talk to Dylan Mons. He covers Iowa State for the Cedar Rapids Gazette. Uh, Matt Campbell and the team had their press conference yesterday. Uh, so we'll get the latest on that and recap Saturday night's win over you and I. Bama Bob will be here. We'll recap the week in college football. And then the one o'clock hour, John Miller, HawkeyeNation.com will join us as uh, we take a look at the Hawks win over Wyoming and ahead to Cyhawk week this year. Uh, the game, as you know, in Jack Trice Stadium, Iowa is last time I looked about a two point favorite over Iowa State and couldn't ask for much better. The both teams coming into this one, one and one. Both teams still have some question marks. Both teams, I thought, um, answered some questions uh, this past Saturday. But an unbelievable week of college football started on Thursday night. It was entertaining, as you know what, right up until the very end last night. I mean, double overtime. Georgia Tech looked all game long as though they were going to dispatch the Vols. And I agreed with Kirk Herbstreit when they scored after the first overtime. I thought that they should go for two because they had no answer. They being Tennessee for Paul Johnson's offense, or at least so you thought at that point. As we know, they would kick the extra point and on to overtime period number two. What an unbelievable week. Sunday was great. Look, primetime college football on Labor Day weekend rules. It really and truly does. We were the only, now if I could wave my magic wand, just, just one maybe criticism. Fox, ABC, or ESPN, get together, would you please? There's no need for both of those games to kick at the same time. We were entertained. I mean, who saw UCLA coming back? I mean, you know, they made it very easy to go watch uh, to FedEx Field and watch uh, Vautech and West Virginia because that was an entertaining football game. But um, it, it, both of them turned out great, as you know. Obviously, the historical comeback for UCLA, the ball play should have been reviewed. The ball was moving. Uh, but um, they didn't. And UCLA and Jim Mora and uh, Josh Rosen get a very, very, very important win. But so do I when Iowa State. Let's get him in here. He's Trent Condon. You can hear Trent and Jimmy B each and every day from four until six. More local sports on the Big Talkers 1700. Today it's the Hawkeye Huddle. Creighton and Ridge will be here at five. So you and Jimmy B have a short show. So you got a lot to get into. Trent, let's get you in here. Um, you know, what did you learn about Iowa and Iowa State? You can start with whatever school you'd like. Um, did you learn anything? Well, I think you put it well that we, we learned uh, quite a bit about both these teams. The question marks certainly remain, but Let's start with Iowa, the early game on Saturday, and uh, I'm working a little wounded here. Voice is still not recovered from Friday You were there? I was there. Uh, I was in the press box. First time they ever let me in the press box. Well, they had a press pass for you. Right, right, but other people would take it, you know. Gotcha. Right, right. (laughs) Other person, you mean. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So uh, I was up there. I watched the first half up there, went down, and uh, had to leave early. My daughter was at the game. And she threw up. Oh, right at the end of the. It must have been Josh Allen's play. That's Made all I can think of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
uh, we had to get out of there. So let's do the fourth quarter on the drive home. But you made it to halftime. Well, yep. you're sitting in this. Were you in the stands by halftime? Yeah, about three minutes okay. left. I made it there. Tell the me path. what what's the environment like because it's getting a ton of publicity and rightly so. When the crowd at Kinnick Stadium turns to the the hospital and mm-hmm. waves to the kids and their families up there, um, I don't know who came up with it. I really don't. I'm, I'm hearing, you know, was it was it Iowa? Was it the university? Was it the hospital? Was it somebody that, you know, on Twitter that thought this was a good idea? Whoever that person was, hats off to you because you've now started a tradition in college football that, quite frankly, I mean, when when when. Uh, Scott Van Pelt picks it up when mm-hmm. Dan Patrick's talking about it. When college football analysts and national pundits are speaking about this, it was a success, and it was. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I first saw it this summer on Facebook. I saw people talking about it, and at the uh, time... I, Facebook, whose page? Do you remember? It was it was a Hawkeye fan site. Oh, it was a fan? A fan site, yeah. Right? Somebody said, hey, wouldn't this be cool to do something like that? And I kind of wondered... No, is it going to catch on? But then I saw it pop up. On well, you must have got site. help, right? You, you got to assume. Yeah. Yeah. Then, and when things go viral like that, they catch on. And, you know, I go back to the first time they were going to strike the stadium, mm-hmm. you know, for a night game. And I kind of, is that really going to work? And it sure has. Did beautifully. <laughs> yeah. And this thing, and, and there's so many of these things that happen at both the big state universities where maybe I'm becoming a little bit more jaded as I get older. And is that really going to work? Hats off to the Hawkeyes fans for making mm-hmm. it work because it was so cool to see a stadium turning. They didn't have the timing quite right, right as the first quarter ended. People started to turn. That's then they week had a, one. They had an announcement a little bit later on that, that uh, people turned again, but what an environment. Yeah, that's and, great. And the connection to the hospital, the university, how important mm-hmm. that it is, and it's so important to the state of Iowa. It was such a great thing to see. It, it was it was goosebumps. It yeah. was goosebumps to see that. I bet it was. Well, great, and, and deservedly so, the publicity it's getting. How about on the field? Now, my question, and I think it was yours, and I think it was everybody's, uh, was, you know, a new quarterback, and it's Nate Stanley. The numbers don't blow you away other than the three touchdown passes. Sure. Obviously, the ball security is a, is something that he has to work on uh, in a big way. I like the fact that he would, the play action rolling to his right, he had some accuracy in his, in his arm. He only found three receivers, but at the end of the day, Iowa doesn't have a lot of receiving depth, at least at this point. He found the right three. Um, your thoughts on Nate Stanley's play? Yeah, not like Clemson, who had 15 players catch footballs in their game Saturday. <laughs> a little different, yeah. A little bit different at Clemson as compared to Iowa. But, you know, I thought he, he settled in well. And it's much like we heard the reports from Kids Day. Struggled early on, mm-hmm. but then was able to settle in. And once he kind of got through the nerves, he, he was very good. That pass too fast. Easily? Oh, fat. Oh. The same pass, the touchdown? I mean, just it's exactly what yep. one. You see the single coverage out mm-hmm. there. You get the one-on-one that you look. Linebackers a couple of steps yeah. behind. Perfect. Safety was on the other side coming up. Boom. Mm-hmm. Easy play. He makes it. And uh, a seam route to a tight end. Who would have thought yeah. that worked? Haven't seen that in five years in Iowa. Colin, I mean, uh, how many t- how much uh, did they leave on the field when Fedorowicz was playing yeah. that position? Was wide open in that play time after time after Fedorowicz time. was probably watching that, just shaking his well, head. He cashed in this weekend, though, by the way. Did you see did. that? No, a $10 million guaranteed, I yeah. think. I want to say that. There. Three years, 21 mil, something Good for like him. that. Yeah. Good for him. He's probably thinking, though, and maybe I could have gotten this money mm-hmm. a little earlier yeah. if, I, if I had <laughs> right. O'Keefe and company helping me out. But it was a thing of beauty to see that. Linebackers were outstanding. I thought Ben Neiman had a game. I mean, you you expect, you come to expect Josie Jewell to play that game every week. I mean, Double he always does, right? Tackles, 
a tackle, couple more tackles for loss than we're used to, though. Well, that's true, and but but you know what? He, he I don't know. I shouldn't say that because I'm sure that there'll come a point this year that he that just he blows you away. But he's so good, and he's been so good at that position. You almost expect this game. Yeah. Ben Neiman, on the other hand, this may be he's had his moments. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I thought he was really, really, really good this past Saturday. Well, and health has always been the big thing for mm-hmm. him. You know, you go back before he got injured two years ago. He was very good out there. He hurt his back in that game against Nebraska over there a couple of years back. And throughout most of the last season, even when he played, he seemed tentative, a little bit ginger at times. But in terms of athleticism, and to play that outside linebacker spot in Iowa, you have to be really athletic. You know, the Christian Kirksey's right. of the world. You have to be able to run to play that spot because you're going to be guarding a lot of wide receivers. You're going to be playing in space a lot more. And he showed that ability to play in space at a high level. If he's healthy, coupled with what they have up front, yeah, on the other side, Bo Bauer's going to do his thing. He's not going to wow you with athleticism, but he at least knows his spot now. Mm-hmm. That's a front seven, and this is something I talked about, Ken, throughout the summer. If this Iowa team is going to be better than we anticipate, it's going to start with this front seven. Can they be special? I think they have that chance. Well, they we're certainly going to find out, and I agree with you. Uh, they they were they were really good against Wyoming. Now Wyoming got two true freshmen on their on their offensive line, and okay, true freshmen play offensive line, but. Okay, at Ohio State and Penn State and you know Alabama, it's a different player than Wyoming's mm-hmm. true freshman uh, inserted into that starting lineup. Uh, Wadley was Wadley. Josh Jackson, look, there's a reason Josh Jackson played two years ago when he would come in on nickel packages or spell Desmond King. They saw a lot in Josh Jackson. Now, he may have lost his place as far as the pecking order of uh, young corners, and Rugamba's back on the field this uh, this week, but Josh Jackson was terrific uh, this past week. Um, the offense was it was, and I thought Nate Stanley passed the test. The, my only my only concern at, uh, after watching the team in, in for one week, major concern, um, Colton Rastetter was really fortunate to get those, some of those bounces. Mm-hmm. Um, the punting game, and they're going to punt this year, folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they need an upgrade there because he, he's not flipping the field if he continues to play like he did this past week. Iowa State, conversely, Trent, I know that uh, uh, Cyclones TV uh, didn't, uh, you weren't able to get it. I did. Um, I saw a couple of things I really liked in Iowa State, including a couple of guys that um, maybe I didn't expect to be jumping off my laptop as much as they were. Uh, and they were both defensive players. Um, I thought Vernell Trent played a terrific game. He's a senior now, and I guess he's finally healthy, and he, and he, and he played like he did. And Marcel Spears, one of those linebackers, I thought he was all over the field um, in, in the football game against you and I. The offense, Akeem Butler, there's a reason Matt Campbell said that, you know, when when these receivers are in the, um, uh, in the room, the best wide receivers, not Alan Lazard, but potentially it's Akeem Butler, and he looks as though he's going to just be that. Uh, Park was Park. The offensive line was okay. The straight, the secondary is a strength. Um, and, and I think for Iowa State, you saw a vast improvement between week one of 2016 to week one of 2017. I think you needed to see what you saw out of Iowa State, and I came away thinking um, in both cases, with Iowa and Iowa State, I don't think there's any reason, at least at this point, where I want to go back and have a do-over. I, I don't. I still think Iowa State will beat Iowa this week. I think, uh, you know, I, I could see, I, at least prior to last week, I could see that game being close to double digits. I, I really liked Iowa State. I don't think it's going to be, I think it's going to be end up being a closer game now. And I say that based on 
Nate Stanley's play. And, wow. and I know that this is, is going to be his first game on the road, and he didn't throw the ball a lot. But I got to think that his improvement between week one to week two, it's a quarterback we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. You know, teams improve, they make their biggest, make their biggest strides between week one and week two. I have to think that Stanley is going to be in lockstep with that, and he's going to make significant jumps in week two, and he's going to have to. The numbers, the Vegas numbers out there, you mentioned that at the top, uh, two and a half pretty much across the board right now as I look at it. Mm-hmm. The surprising point, though, that jumped out to me was the over-under. Did you see what that I is? I did not. A lot lower than I would anticipate. 50 what? No. 40? 48. Hmm? 48, the over-under. That seems low. I mean, I see this one... 27-24, so, you know, yeah. that range, mm-hmm. a tick higher. Because I, even with that front seven, I don't see them holding them to less than 17 points. I mean, I, I think that's best case scenario for Iowa is to hold Iowa State to 17. Mm-hmm. For Iowa State, Iowa's still going to score. Getting Daniels back, it sounds like, along mm-hmm. the offensive mm-hmm. line. Although I don't think forward. Keegan was terrible. Now, now admittedly, I didn't watch a lot of his play. Didn't focus on him a ton, but I, I, I don't think that we saw any time when they showed a high. Oh, the center got bad, beat, beat badly mm-hmm. there. I didn't hear Matt Millen say that. Well, but Daniels is special. No, I agree with and you. I special. agree with you. Yeah. And Alaric Jackson, there were some good moments. Mm-hmm. There were plenty of heads, head scratchers, though. A few that, what's he doing out there? And you know Iowa State's going to have plenty of different disguise blitzes. They're going to be throwing out there. You know, getting Daniels back. Oh, they're going to play man train. Trust me. They're, they, they're, they're going to let Iowa's receivers try and beat them. You're yes. going to man on man. Or they're going to load up the box, walk up the safeties, and, they, and they're going to try to stop the run because I believe, and I know I'm pretty sure uh, that Heacock and company at, uh, at Iowa State believe that they can shut down Iowa's passing game by playing man, and they will. Yeah. All right. And so we'll put eight in the box, mm-hmm. and Cotton Moyle will be basically an extra linebacker, right. and, and they're going to walk him up all game long and say, beat us over the top. And unless Noah Fant can do what he did again... Well, he would be the one. He'd be the one. Yep. Because that's the matchup that you're key on right now from an Iowa perspective. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get him lined up on Joe Lanning. I think we'll feel pretty good about that. Even Willie Harvey. You know, hey, let's see what we can do. We'll take our, yep. our matchup. Willie Harvey played yeah. well. I, I liked his game. I liked his game, yep. But Fant's special. No, he, I agree. He's, he's yes, special. he really is. And, and more back to the Lanning one. A middle linebacker that's playing his second game mm-hmm. of his career... Hey, let's see if we can get that matchup. A he of jumped off the screen on on the was it the second one uh, the first pick six the first pick six uh, he had done dead to rights and he and Dunn just got the ball away and and, and Lanning clocked him. But honestly, um, I didn't see Lanning. He, look, he was in he was in the scrum a lot, and and the and the, it was pointed out a couple of times, and and I think that's it's it's a fair that last year the linebackers were four three four yards down the field waiting for the game, the play to come to them. This year they were right in the mix of things, so the you know the guys up front were were doing their part. And again, I thought Vernell Trent was was really good, and um, I think it's going to be. I think this has look. It's it's not going to be forty two to three. Right. That's not going to happen this year. This is going to be one of these games. I think that um, is going to be decided late in the fourth quarter. And I think it'll probably sound like Captain Obvious here. I think this is a very tight football game. If there's going to be a blowout, I think it's Iowa State in the blowout victory. If if, this if the is... corners can't cover, if Jacob mm-hmm. Park gets time to throw the football, Trent, these receivers are gifted. Mm-hmm. They just are. Mm-hmm. They really and truly are. And there's so many of them. Yes. And Deshante Jones is a kid that um, he might have caught one ball on Saturday, 
and and this kid's got some shake to him, mm-hmm. and they get him out in space a little bit. Hakeem Butler, six foot, is he six six? Lazard, six five. Butler, six foot six. The Eaton kid. The, uh, He's Eaton. a monster. Yes, absolutely is. Now Chase uh, Chase uh, Allen, the uh, tight end. I don't think he caught a pass. I don't think they threw a ball his way. And another kid on Iowa State. And I know that Wadley's the guy in the state, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not. But it's not by a mile. Because David Montgomery is absolutely, he's put on a ton of good weight. And the yards after first contact for this kid. Now, there are different running backs. Wadley is, mm-hmm. oh my God, um, video game type of player, right? Is that what they still call him? The video PlayStation, whatever you kid, whatever you kids call him, right? We'll yeah, run, what a, we'll what run a run. run. What a run. But stop on a dime, change. That's not David Montgomery. David Montgomery is, I'm sure he's got that as part of his game, but what impressed me about him is first contact, and it's not one guy that's going to bring him down. It's a couple of guys, and you're going to have to gang tackle him because he's not going to the ground easy. Montgomery's a good player, a really good player. And when you look at in the summer and you're going position group by position group and you're putting the running back as a huge edge for Iowa, not so fast. Maybe it's an edge, but not by much. Yeah, Butler looks solid. Yes. He looks solid, and but you're right. I, Montgomery... And those are important. Those in a game like this, that very well could be a four-quarter game. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we have to talk ourselves into this game. Eh, this is not the case this week. No, no. This is as fun of a matchup with two teams that both look really good, as I can remember, in a while. We've got to get a break. We're late. Dylan Mond, Cedar Rapids Gazette, comes in here. Uh, we'll recap Iowa State. We'll get the latest injury-wise, depth chart-wise with Dylan. Uh, thegazette.com backslash sports. Bama Bob will be here at 1240. We'll go around college football, as we will do every Monday at this time. Some news coming up on the show. Very excited. David Kaplan, the cap man from Chicago, back with us every Wednesday, starting tomorrow with 1230. Thank you to our friends at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags for making that possible. The cap man back on Des Moines Airwaves. Wednesdays at 12.30. Dylan Montz next. It's the Ken Miller Show on the Big Talker 1700 KBGG. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. Come and catch the Iowa versus Iowa State game at Tipsy Crow Tavern. We're throwing the party of all watch parties. Watch the big game on an 18-foot jumbotron, the biggest TV in town. $1 Bloody Marys to the first 500 people in the door, and $4 Stella Tallboys all day. The Tipsy Crow Grillmaster will be hard at work with beer brats, burgers, breakfast burritos, and tacos. Tipsy Crow Tavern will also be having bags tournaments all day. Tailgate package giveaway that includes four tickets to an Iowa State football game that will be drawn for at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Cooler, apparel, four tickets to the game of your choice. Stay after the game for Chase and Ovation, America's only Prince tribute band. These guys are selling out everywhere they go. It's the Tipsy Crow Tavern's Iowa, Iowa State Watch Party. Downtown, 3rd Street, Des Moines. Ransomware is software that can infiltrate your business through email, enabling cyber criminals to hijack sensitive information as ransom for your own data's release. Leveraging Barracuda email security with advanced threat detection can stop a ransomware attack in its tracks. As an added measure, Barracuda Backup allows you to recover your data without having to surrender to extortion. Crime doesn't pay when you protect your business data with Barracuda. Go to barracuda.com slash ransomware to learn more. 
If you're a small business, first impressions can make all the difference. With Grasshopper, you get all the features of a professional business phone system on your mobile phone. Choose a business phone number, make calls and send texts, making it easy for you and your customers to stay connected. Even get voicemails transcribed. Set up your account in minutes with no long-term contracts and 24-7 customer support. Make your small business big. Now get $20 off your plan when you visit grasshopper.com backslash radio. That's grasshopper.com backslash radio. You may have noticed during the summer months that your garage has become a little cluttered. There are bikes and things everywhere, and you seem to have no more space. Landon is here from Menards with some tips on getting that space back. That's right, and there are some really easy things you can do to organize your garage and get that space back. Those bikes that you were talking about can easily be stored away with a few simple hooks that can be screwed into the wall. Any little things that would go well on shelves that you may have accumulated over the summer can be taken care of by installing a few brackets and some bullnose shelving. That sounds great. Any other tips? Sure. If you have extra space on a wall, install some pegboard and peg hooks. This is a great way to organize your smaller garden tools and even some spare tools that you would like to keep handy in your garage. Thanks, Lannon. You can find everything to organize your garage at Menards. And as always, if you have any questions, talk to a friendly team member. Save big money at Menards. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Walk to prevent suicide. Join the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and participate in an out-of-the-darkness community walk. Register for a walk near you at outofthedarkness.org. Suicide takes an enormous toll on families, friends, co-workers, and entire communities. Walk to raise awareness. Walk to raise funds for research, education, advocacy, and programs to support people impacted by suicide. Walk to save lives. Go to outofthedarkness.org today. Are you sick of the same old tired lunches, leftovers, bad drive-through options? Food Dudes Delivery has your answer. Food Dudes delivers for restaurants that don't offer delivery all across the Des Moines metro. Order online at fooddudesdelivery.com and get out of the lunch rut today with Food Dudes Delivery. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. That's fooddudesdelivery.com. Mm, yeah. All right, welcome back. Ken Miller 
show on the Big Talker 1700 KBGG local sports noon to two uh, here on the Big Talker Monday through Friday. Trent Condon along the way. Uh, let's get to Iowa State's perspective on things. Dylan Montz covered the game in the press conference yesterday. Matt Campbell met the media yesterday along with some of the players following uh, Dylan Montz. Uh, you can follow Dylan on Twitter. He's at Dylan Montz. You can also uh, read Dylan's work at the gazette.com backslash sports, the gazette.com backslash sports. Dylan, uh, Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm doing well, guys. How about yourselves? Doing fine. Let's go back to Saturday night before we get into uh, Hawk week. And, of course, you'll be with us on Friday along, along with uh, Tom Cakert as we get our last look. What stood out with you? What did you leave um, probably in the wee hours of the morning or certainly late Saturday night? What were uh, what was your biggest takeaway from watching Iowa State knock off the Panthers? Yeah, well, obviously they got off to a little bit of a slow start. Northern Iowa was able to drive down the field and score relatively easy. But I think once Iowa State settled in defensively and was able to create a little pressure up front, um, obviously their defense was able to get those couple pick sixes, and they got another interception from Brian TV. And that defensive effort, I think, kind of buoyed uh, the team as a whole until the offense got rolling late in the second quarter with David Montgomery, and he was probably one of the biggest standouts to me, along with Willie Harvey, the linebacker. And those guys were able to really kind of, um, you know, like I said, help lift Iowa State a little bit until there was a little bit more of a rhythm. But I think when the game is all said and done, uh, that's what should happen. Iowa State should go in and get a comfortable win. And I thought, uh, obviously, Northern Iowa played well and did some good things. But if this team really does have aspirations to get to a bowl game, that's kind of the the result or outcome that you'd expect to see. So it was a good start. But, uh, you know, as you guys well know, things are going to be a little bit different this week with the challenges that Iowa presents. Well, the offensive line able to protect Jacob Park very well. Looked like everything I saw really had a clean pocket to throw from. But there were some moments in the run game that kind of left you scratching your head. How much credit is that to you and I, and, and how much more work still needs to be done up front with the offensive line? Yeah, I think uh, you definitely have to give Northern Iowa credit. Those are some, some good um, you know, even without Carter Schultz, there's some veterans on the defensive line there that I think, uh, you know, we're really kind of able to to get through some of those holes a little bit there. But, um, you know, again, I think the passing game, uh, there were a couple plays early on where I felt like, um, you know, there were good connections and things like that, but nothing was really sustainable. So I think later in the second quarter when Jacob Park, um, you know, set up a couple passes, then David Montgomery was able to really, I think, um, you know, spread his wings a little bit and, and bounce outside, and he was able to kind of run through guys a little bit too. I think that's all part of it. But the offensive line, there's still some inexperienced guys, even though Julian Good-Jones and um, Jay Campos are, are on there. They have guys that were, um, you know, relatively new starters with Josh Knipple, who's uh, just a true sophomore, Bryce Meeker, who only started one game last year. Um, you know, so there's guys, I think, and Robbie Garcia, who was a defensive lineman at one point last year, midway through the year. So uh, I think that group is going to continue to get better. It's just getting those live action reps. I think that um, there will be some bugs and some kinks that have to get worked out, but they're going to get a test uh, this weekend for sure. The receiving core we knew was the strength of this Iowa State team going into it. The one guy that uh, I don't think he's he's lost his place. Look, Trevor Allen's a senior and he's a really good player, and, and he and he had another nice game. And you know the whole you and I connection, uh, his past connection there before he came to Iowa State. But Deshante Jones, in my opinion, uh, is such a weapon. 
and I'm sure he'll see the ball more as the season progresses. Might this be the week that that oh that number eight uh, does some things and and maybe at some of the expense of uh, of Trevor Ryan snaps because to me in my, in my opinion after watching him as a true freshman last year, Deshante Jones needs to be on the field and needs to have the football in his hands. Yeah, I thought he was kind of conspicuously quiet. Also, he had one catch for nine yards, I believe it was, and. A lot of that was actually due to not even just Trevor Ryan's, uh, you know, obviously Trevor Ryan's going to eat up some of those snaps at that end position, but they had a lot of guys that were four wide at times and put out some really tall receivers because Marchie Murdoch and Hakeem Butler technically play the same position, mm-hmm. but they were out on the field at the same time uh, a number of times, and obviously Alan Lazard's going to be out there. So I think that's kind of what cuts into Deshante Jones' snaps at times, but I think you're right. Um, whether it's against Iowa or maybe uh, a team that's, not really built like that where they're stout at the lines. Maybe in the Big 12 later there will be a team like Baylor or Texas Tech, teams like that where they can really put out the smaller guys and, and try to compete with speed. But I think Deshante Jones certainly has his, his place within the offense. He, be, he can catch it. He can, he can run it a little bit. And they've actually had him throw a couple times just because he was a former high school quarterback. So uh, I, it's just tough to get all those guys' touches in the same game, obviously, because there are so many, and that's probably – you know, that's the challenge of Jacob Park. He's kind of has his guys maybe, and that's the challenge of, of Tom Manning and the offensive staff to really try to get those guys snaps. But I think he will at some point this season for sure. Hey, one more on the game. Uh, take me too early. Eight plays, opening drive by you and I. They punch it in. Iowa State gets the first down, then punts after three plays after that. Was the mood a little bit somber, like, oh, here we go again with the Panthers, or the Iowa State fans, did they keep the faith uh, through that first series and a half? Yeah, it's it's hard to tell from the press box a little bit, but I think maybe there was that collective groan, like, oh, mm-hmm. is this team really different from, from what you've seen in the past? But like I said, I think the the defense obviously um, was able to do some things, and there are some, some things there that have to be cleaned up, obviously, certainly for, for this Iowa game. But I think um, it, the difference between what they were last year and what they were this year is they were able to find plays to help get them over the hump when things were when adversity was hitting or things weren't going well. They were able to really kind of, like I said, the defense was able to pick the offense up and, and vice versa later in the second half. So I think that was probably the encouraging sign and one of the biggest differences from last year in that matchup. Mm, Dillamont, Cedar Rapids Gazette, thegazette.com backslash sports, covers Iowa State. Uh, Dylan, the defensive line, I believe it was you that asked the question yesterday at Campbell's uh, press conference. I thought that Vernell Trent had a really good game. I thought he was, um, I, I thought he played uh, well. He jumped off the screen a couple of times. Ray Lima was disruptive. Uh, Campbell feel, feeling better about his offensive line? Did they answer some questions this past Saturday night? Yeah, I think they answered some questions just because there were so many unknowns. You, you don't really know what Ray Lima was going to be like until he got out there and got some snaps. You didn't know. Um, you know, Matt Leo played a little bit sparingly, but you don't really know what some of these guys are going to be able to do. And, um, again, Northern Iowa is, is a respectable team in the trenches, but, um, you know, things kind of take a sharp incline here. So I think this week is really going to be the test because you saw – what they look like in game action and under the lights, and they kind of know what that feels like now. But then you go up against a team like Iowa that has built that program uh, on the offensive and defensive lines, and it's another challenge. But at least you have those game reps to kind of see what what they what they are really. And I think that's kind of what Matt Campbell's just was. You you know what things worked, and you know what things went well. You know what you need to correct, and that's just kind of 
the nature of the week one to week two uh, preparation mode. Uh, a couple more minutes with uh, Dylan Mon Cedar Rapids Gazette. Dylan, when when you take a look at Iowa and, and how um, Iowa State is going to defend that offense. It's pretty clear to me that they have uh, Iowa State has uh, all the faith in the world in in their secondary, uh, and, and they're going to they're going to play a lot of man. I don't think there's any zone potential in this game. They're going to play man, and they're going to uh, walk the safeties up, and they're going to try and stop the run. Do you know? Will they go as far as assigning someone because of the receiving core? Easily had a really good game for Iowa. Matt Vandenberg's Matt Vandenberg. He's he's okay, but he you know he's he's, he's limited, right? Noah Fant is a really good player, um, and we saw they scored on the seam route. He he was wide open. The linebacker couldn't keep up with him. Nate Stanley identified it, got the ball right where it needed to be, and they scored. What will they have in mind? Will they do anything special with Noah Fant? Yeah, I think that's the, the one of the most interesting matchups because you know the corners can kind of, you know, not totally stop, but they can can help on those guys like uh, Vandenberger, like Easley. But I think the toughest matchup is Noah Fan because he can catch passes out of that out of that scheme a little bit and play attached and, and kind of do some of the things that the Iowa State offense hopes to do with their tight ends at some point. So uh, I don't know if it's putting a linebacker on him. I know Marcel Spears played really well uh, yep. for Iowa State at linebacker, and Matt Campbell said said some good things about him. He looked really athletic, I thought. So maybe they have him play Phantom coverage. I don't think they'll have Joel Lang play to the outside. I don't think he's really that type of athlete. They'll try to stick him in the box and um, and really kind of help with that running effort. But I could see Marcel Spears maybe playing man on him. And then I would say really trying to, to load the box maybe with the four guys up front. And then, um, you know, maybe two guys, uh, a star position, one of those hybrid linebackers, and then two other linebackers to come up and, and um, and help with the running effort. So it's going to be a big challenge for them. Uh, like I said, it's going to be totally different than what um, Northern Iowa threw at them. And, um, you know, you're really going to kind of learn maybe what this defense looks like early on in this game. Last thing for you, we all know about Alan Lazard, obviously a Central Iowa kid. Take us to the other big receiver, though. Another nice game for Akeem Butler. He's had glowing remarks said about him, both by Manning and by Campbell. When you look at this guy, it, it's taken a little bit longer than maybe some people hope, but how did he end up in Ames and, and having a weapon like that on the outside? It's got to make things pretty easy for Park. Yeah, for sure. And, and it was kind of like what I was saying, that Park's really kind of found his guys in that first game, and Hakeem Butler is certainly one of those. Uh, he was, I think he had nine catches all of last year and had seven against Northern Iowa, so obviously he's getting the ball thrown to him a lot more, but um, I think his consistency has all, all, you know, already helped with that. Uh, that was his big kind of mission through all of last year and um, you know, really kind of took another step in that Northern Iowa game and could have a really special season. I know Matt Campbell talked about him in the press conference yesterday and said uh, uh, he's probably the most talented wide receiver that they have in the room. And when you have Alan Lazard sitting in that room, it's too, that's, that's pretty high praise. So it's, it's an interesting comment, but I think uh, the talent is evident. He's a really long guy, can stretch out his arms and really pass catch, and could be a mismatch over the middle. Uh, that's kind of how Iowa State used him against Northern Iowa, just kind of tossed it right over the linebackers and you know spread the safeties out wide, and, and we're able to get him there. But uh, he's a kid that was still relatively new to football coming into Iowa State and, and was kind of finding his own a little bit, but... Um, you know, he, he could be a really big weapon. And, again, um, having those tall receivers is, is, is a luxury that Jacob Park has spoken about many times. No question. We'll catch you on Friday with the last look. Thank you, Dylan Moss. Appreciate it, as always.
Yeah, thanks, guys. Take care. Good to talk to you, Dillamont Cedar Rapids Gazette, thegazette.com backslash sports for Halas, for Moorhouse, for Davis, and for Mont's uh, great sports section. We will take a time out. We'll talk national college football. Bama Bob, uh, Trent, and I will recap uh, week number one. You know, on paper, it didn't look like the best week, maybe, to lift the lid on college football that we've ever seen. But boy, oh boy, oh boy, was it entertaining. We'll get into that when we come back. It's the Ken Miller Show on the Big Talker 1700 KBGG. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. Like all of you out there, Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. He would flip-flop all night long, wake up with a sore neck or maybe a headache, or feel like he needed a nap, even though he'd slept eight hours. When Mike invented MyPillow, he wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. Mike does all of his own manufacturing right here in the United States and offers a 10-year warranty. You could wash and dry my pillow and don't forget there is a 60-day money back guarantee and here's their best offer ever for a limited time go to mypillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code Des Moines to take advantage of Mike's four-pack special you'll get 50% off two my pillow premium pillows and two go anywhere pillows and free shipping it's that time of the year again. Football is right around the corner. Draft House 50, best spot in Central Iowa to catch your Cyclones, Hawkeyes, and every NFL game. Over 50 TVs, 50 beers on tap, and the best burgers in town. Draft House 50, your place for all things sports. You gotta love savings up to 40% off, and the Dell Labor Day sale delivers massive deals. Dell definitely didn't hold back on the savings, and they have such an amazing selection. You can score the latest Dell PCs with Intel Core processors, or maybe you're after a 55-inch Sony HD Smart TV. There are so many great electronics and free shipping on everything. Shop big Labor Day deals by visiting dell.com slash Labor Day, or call 800 by dell See it, choose it, love it with Estee Lauder's free gift, your choice. Worth up to $150, it's yours free with just a $35 Estee Lauder purchase. With seven pieces in all, it's an incredible value, and you can choose your skincare and makeup. Come into Macy's, and you'll also get a 10-day sample of Double Wear Longwear Foundation in your perfect shade. Quantities are limited, so don't miss the Estee Lauder free gift. 
now through September 23rd at Macy's and Macy's.com. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Come and catch the Iowa versus Iowa State game at Tipsy Crow Tavern. We're throwing the party of all watch parties. Watch the big game on an 18-foot jumbotron, the biggest TV in town. $1 Bloody Marys to the first 500 people in the door, and $4 Stella Tallboys all day. The Tipsy Crow Grillmaster will be hard at work with beer brats, burgers, breakfast burritos, and tacos. Tipsy Crow Tavern will also be having bags tournaments all day. Tailgate package giveaway that includes four tickets to an Iowa State football game that will be drawn for at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Cooler, apparel, four tickets to the game of your choice. Stay after the game for Chase and Ovation, America's only Prince tribute band. These guys are selling out everywhere they go. It's the Tipsy Crow Tavern's Iowa-Iowa State Watch Party. Downtown, 3rd Street, Des Moines. Welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show on the Big Talker 1700 KBGG. Local sports on your radio Monday through Friday from noon until 2. Uh, then uh, we have a Tiki and Tierney show before we come back to local. Local sports from 4 to 6. Jimmy B and TC. Today is Tuesday, which means the Hawkeye Huddle Boys will be here talking Hawks uh, every Tuesday at 5 o'clock. Let's talk some National College football. We recap the weekend each and every Monday. Preview the weekend each and every Friday with this guy at the same time, 1240 or thereabouts. He's Bama Bob. You can follow him on Twitter at Bama Bob. How are you, Bama? Well, you know, Ken, five days in a row of college football, it's rough, but we somehow, you know, we endured. Wasn't that great, too? And how about the, I mean, it ended, the way it ended, it ended with a double overtime tilt. I did not see that coming, Bama. I really didn't. I thought Georgia Tech was home and cooled out. Uh, and then here comes Tennessee. Um, what what a great week, uh, way to, to uh, put an end to a phenomenal opening weekend. Yeah, I agree. Uh, one of the funniest tweets I saw, after, and it came out, it's from a guy, it's, uh, Cecil Hurt, if if you're, he covers Alabama, but I mean, my gosh, if you just want a, a witty follow on Twitter, uh, you're you're not going to find a better one. He after that game ended, he said, "Am I the only one?" He goes something to the effect of, you know, "I may need help, but am I the only one that was wishing San Jose State was kicking off at Hawaii right now?" <laughs> yeah, yeah I, although that might that that might have knocked it down a peg, but yeah, I, I get his point. Yeah. Uh, guys, sure. what I want to do in this segment going forward because we can spend so much time on on one game because there's so many so much minutia. I want to spend you know maybe thirty seconds from each of you. Um, uh, on some of the bigger games this past weekend, then move on to the next ones just to try and and, and cover as much ground as we we possibly can. Um, you know, to me, the biggest loser of the weekend was the state of Texas. Baylor going down, Texas going down, and, and of course Texas A and M and that monumental collapse. Biggest loser for you this weekend, Bama was uh, Tom Herman, and and I don't even mean Texas. I just mean Herman. Uh, we we heard all all season how we're going to change the culture, which is a, something that I don't like. I think it shows a lot of disrespect for your predecessor. You have no idea what he was facing. But all the bravado, all the stupid rules, all the sayings, all the tweeting of the locker room, 
You watch that game Saturday, Ken, I didn't see anything that looked any different than the last three years under Charlie Strong. They were undisciplined. They were porous on defense. Um, you know, special teams that couldn't catch a, you know, a, a block field goal, uh, although they did get one back. You know, two guys looking at each other on a kickoff. Starting quarterback goes down, and they still can't, you know, for Maryland. And, and this is not Penn State or Ohio State. Or Michigan, this was Maryland out of the Big Ten. So to me, Tom Herman is the biggest loser of the weekend because of all the bravado he had in the offseason. And to me, I watched that game. I didn't see like anything has changed. And then not to own it in the press conference afterwards, basically with the whole fairy dust comment, I thought was just, you know, listen, Tom, you laid it, you own it. Speaking of uh, guys maybe not helping themselves out this weekend, a regional game for you, ACC, SEC, NC State. Yeah, they were getting South a lot Carolina. of buzz. Yeah, a lot of buzz. They were going to be a team making their way up. Dave Doran has done a decent job there, but this is not a good start for a team that many people believe could maybe Sleeper. be a contender. Yeah, yep. yeah, I agree. Uh, and and on the flip side of that is South Carolina might have been the, mo- the second most impressive team out of the SEC over the weekend. Yep. Tennessee struggled, and mm-hmm. M lost. Florida looked terrible. Missouri looks like they couldn't, you know, stop anybody. <laughs> You know, Georgia struggled a little bit with Appalachian State. So outside of Alabama, maybe South Carolina came away the biggest winner out of the SEC this weekend. Mm. Biggest winner in the ACC this weekend might have been the uh, two teams below Florida State in the Atlantic right. Division with Clemson and Louisville. Although Louisville struggled a little bit with mm-hmm. Purdue. Lamar Jackson had his numbers, but maybe Clemson might be in the in the winner's column. Bama, I want to go um I, I want to go to the Florida State Alabama game. Obviously the story is 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 clearly Francois and, and uh the fact that he's going to miss the entire season uh can, can they survive without him bama i mean they've, they've got some talent clearly both teams in that game played really good defense i thought uh alabama's calling card is defense they lose a couple of guys uh, but can florida state can, i mean when when the polls come out later today do you have to drop them maybe further than you normally would just because their quarterback's gone I think you might have to, Ken. And listen, Jimbo Fisher's as good as there is at game planning and calling plays and everything else. But the bottom line is they don't have anybody that's thrown a pass. I thought the game all weekend or all along the was bigger for Florida State simply because of the schedule. They have Miami left. They have Clemson left. They have Louisville that go to Florida. NC, I believe NC State's on the schedule. I'm not 100% sure, but I know those four games are. Uh, so I thought their margin for a second loss was greater, and 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 then of course you just lose Francois, and and that's just and that's a terrible. I mean, you know, look, some people were calling it a dirty hit. It was not a dirty hit. The guy was rolling out of the pocket. Uh, he just got caught in the turf. It was just one of those things, uh, and it was very very unfortunate. I feel terrible for him. Uh, I don't think Florida State. You, you have to drop them below. Clemson and Louisville, uh, or at least on an equal with them. You still don't know about Clemson. We'll find out a lot about them this weekend when they play Auburn. But flip side of that is, Kenny, nothing again looked different for Alabama for me. Jalen Hurts struggled to throw the ball, not for Calvin Ridley. Uh, you know, I don't know. He, he might have had two completions outside of that. Um, Florida State kind of melted down on special teams, which is unusual for them. But yeah, it, I, I just feel terrible, terrible for uh, for. DeAndre Francois, and also for you know for the, the FSU program in general, you, you hate to see guys you know go out that early in the season. Key contributors because he's good for the sport. Uh, Trent, Michigan. One of the question marks was they lost all of those guys on defense. The only thing Bush was the only starter I think that was coming back. Uh, Florida's got quarterback issues clearly. 
Uh, but Michigan's defense, you know what? I'm not sure where you had Michigan going into it. I personally had them a peg below Ohio State and Penn State. Michigan opened my eyes a little bit. Ohio State not nearly as impressive as thought. I'm not as a bl- big a believer of Penn State. And as they you get are. Oklahoma in that passing attack they this do. week. Good luck with that. That's going to be a fun one. We'll get into later in the week. But for me, the Wolverines. They are reload position. That's mm-hmm. what Harbaugh has done. Yeah, he's only finished third in the Big Ten East and, and all these different things. That program is set to succeed at a high level. I think they're ready to roll. And, and for them, I mean, the schedule now sets up pretty well where these young guys can continue to develop in the middle part of the year. That's when it gets difficult again. Uh, Bama, I don't know where uh, – you, Trent, you have BYU. did you have BYU's over-under total prior to the season? I don't know what they were forecast to win, Bama, this year. Uh, LSU's defense, my God – they didn't let yeah. BYU cross midfield in this football game. Think about that. Um, did, was, was LSU supposed to be this good defensively, or was BYU... Eight and a half was Well, that's not bad. Eight and a half. Uh, I, where are you on yeah, LSU I, in that defense? I think it's a little bit of an over uh, of a mismatch athletically. Look, okay, you, I don't care who you're playing. You know, you know go ask UNLV, go ask Baylor. Uh, you know, everybody's dangerous. If you hold a team from getting, you know, crossing midfield, that's an accomplishment. Um, listen, they're going to be good. All the secrecies, you know, surrounding the Orgeron created yep. everything, uh, you know, coming out of, you know, he, he and Herman were kind of in lockstep in terms of secrecy and, hey, we're not giving anything away. You know, bit one of them in the butt. The other one, uh, you know, came out okay. But, listen, I think you just have to wait a little while. Um, but they did look really good. Darius Geis is going to be the real deal. Uh, a lot of people saying, oh, he's better than Leonard Fournette. Not buying it until I see it. Um, but, yeah, this it was, a, it was again, you know, I said South Carolina. you got to throw LSU in there, I guess, as winners. Uh, although I do believe this was more – it might have been a little bit more of a mismatch in terms of speed and athleticism. Mm-hmm and truly a dominant defense. They're going to have their chance to prove it uh, against much better teams, I think, as they move through the year. Bama, a year ago, everything that could go wrong did for Notre Dame in a 4-8 and season. This year, they get off to a great start, up 28-3 early against Temple. Cruise in for the victory. Now week two, Georgia, with no Tony Eason. Throw trips after that, Boston College and Michigan State. Nothing that certainly makes you nervous. Could we see a big rebound here out of the Irish? I think you're going to know this year, and I know, listen, I know Easton went down, but there was a lot of people calling for, uh, and I can't remember the kid's name, the the, the kid that ultimately replaced him uh, is kind of the future of that program. Um, you know, look, I, I love this game. I'll tell you one thing I hate, guys. and, and it's Jake Fromm, Bama. Fromm? What's that? Fromm, I think, is his name. The yes, yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, he's, he is the future of that program. I watched a little bit of Notre Dame. I mean, and I had forgotten this. I I cannot tell you how much I hate the field turf at Notre Dame Stadium. It just <laughs> does not look right to to see that. But that being said, Notre Dame had to win this game. But as you start looking at that schedule, and you got you mentioned Georgia. I think USC is on there. Yeah. Stanford on there. I mean, who looked really good? What a game they have this week! My goodness, yeah. against USC right out of the gate. But I think it was just one of those things that that they had to win. They did win. We're going to know a lot more about them, but Trent, you're right. They they picked Georgia off this week at home in a in a really big game, prime time, true home and home. If anybody's listening, um, 
you know, uh, they could get off. They could get off to that four zero start, and and all of a sudden, then you know, they're they're right back. They're in the picture. But I think they have to win this game in order to do that. Uh, real quick, guys, uh, t- Texas A and M may have been the b- biggest collapse we saw all weekend long. Um, I mean, Josh Rosen, good for him. I mean, he was yeah. getting that crap kicked out of him. Bama, you and I were texting back and forth at, at one point in that game, uh, thanking our lucky stars, both of us, that there was another game on because it was such an awful game. Right. Well, right. thankfully, I kept going back to it at least at some point, or maybe Twitter alerted it, uh, alerted me to it when the comeback started to begin. I mean, Josh Rosen comes out of high school, the number one quarterback in the nation. Got uh, it wasn't working out well for him, but boy, oh boy, what an unbelievable comeback for UCLA! Yeah, it really was, and thank goodness, Kim, because I was about five minutes away from having to uh, flip, you know, flip the Netflix and watch The Crown. Um, but so, so luckily, I, I avoided that. But yes, there's two sides to this. You, he looked like Aaron Rodgers to me. I mean, just just the mannerisms, the the throws. The, the you know throwing on the run every single throw you wanted this kid to make he made the adjustments I mean these were two coaches that that were that were feeling a little yep, pressure both of them yep. into it. and the pressure on Kevin Sumlin now I mean my goodness you blow a thirty four point second half lead I don't care who you're playing you got to be able to manage the clock better than that and and you know run some time off of it and understand a couple first downs two. UCLA should have had five more possessions, much less be able to score touchdowns on all of them. And it just goes back to, you know, Kevin Sumlin, uh, again, usually hot in, you know, August, September, fades late. Well, he, he was hot in the first half. It's like the calendar flipped at halftime for him. Uh, already have a regent calling for his firing. Uh, not what you want. Uh, it's not going to happen either. But, listen, you didn't see anything that you liked really out of out of A and M, especially in the second half. But flip flip that over, and you're right. Good for Josh Rosen. He he faced a lot of criticism last year. I thought was unfair. He, then he gets hurt. Uh, now he's back. I hope he stays healthy because he's one of those guys. You know, the year of the quarterback, he's right up there at the top of the list, and and of guys that you're going to want to watch. And kind of you know, got a lot of big big fun games ahead of him, you know, uh, as we move through the Pac-12 season. No doubt about it, Bama. We got, it's almost not fair this uh, week two in college football. It's almost too good. It really is. It's uh, unbelievable. This, the plethora of matchups, uh, we could go on and on. You mentioned USC and Stanford. You mentioned uh, the Auburn-Clemson game, Oklahoma-Ohio State. Of course, it's Cyhawk week here in the state. Uh, Pitt, right, Georgia-Notre uh, Dame. Georgia-Notre Dame. Watch, Ken. I mean, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, you got to watch the- well, great. Yeah, no doubt about it. Bama, good stuff. We'll talk to you on Friday, same time, 1240. We'll preview some of the big games of the weekend. Get your Cyhawk pick as well as you lived Cyhawk uh, for the uh, – how, how many years were you here? Was it four? I was here four, yeah. That's what I and, thought. Um, I think that was under the McCarney years, and, and really, I, I don't know. It, I can't, it's been so long ago. Actually, it's been about 15 years since I left. But uh, I do remember uh, a long – a long Iowa State losing streak that was snapped, I believe, while I was there. Indeed it was at Kinnick Stadium. Good stuff. Thank you, Bama. Appreciate it. Talk to you Friday. Yep. Take care, guys. Right, Enjoy it. Yep. Thanks. Yep. Take care, Bama Bob. You can follow him on Twitter. The at big games ba- play here. One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? 
Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. We don't just carry our boxes to their destination. We carry your business. We carry your growth, your love of your products, and your service. When you hand your product over to us, we know how important it is to you. So we make it just as important to us. It's as if your entire store is right there in our hands. That's why at the United States Postal Service, we deliver more e-commerce packages to homes than anyone else in the country. The United States Postal Service. Priority, you. This is Charles Osgood. For many businesses, hiring is tough. You want access to highly qualified candidates fast, and you don't want to sign a long-term contract or pay upfront fees. That's why you need Indeed.com. Delivering six times more hires than any other job site, according to independent research. Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to make their first job listing a sponsored job with premium visibility. Go to Indeed.com slash credit. That's Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. Every day people ask me, can I still take advantage of today's low rates? Is it still a good time to refinance? The answer is yes. Now's a great time to call Quicken Loans at 800-QUICKEN. The rate today on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.19%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Allergy congestion. Cut grass, cat on the sofa, dust in the carpet. Whenever allergy congestion makes you feel trapped, break through with Allegra D for 5-in-1, 24-hour multi-symptom relief. Allegra D combines a non-drowsy antihistamine with a powerful decongestant for fast relief that starts working in just one hour. Break through allergy congestion with Allegra D. Use only as directed. Guaranteed or your money back. Visit Allegra.com. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale.